welcome to 2019. I guess I did one episode already this year, uh, and I'm doing this from my car, driving to uh, driving to Seattle. Um, again, my my goal is to do more of these, and this is some time in the car, a little road noise, a little rain, but I'll, uh, hopefully it sounds okay. Um, 2019, you know, last episode was my first one of, of 2019, uh, but it was a bit of a follow-up episode to the sleep test, and I wanted to make sure that I did that follow-up, I left it hanging out there longer than than, than I wanted to before talking about taking this challenge and then giving the results of the challenge, but that's out there now. So it's 2019, everybody's making resolutions, everybody's talking about, you know, race schedule, diets, exercise, things they're going to do better to make themselves a, a, a better person in in the new year, because that's what we do, right? We, we kind of roll over to this new year, boom, this is what's going to change, or these are this is my opportunity to, to do something different. So with that in mind, I thought what it would be would be helpful was not to talk about my New Year's resolutions, but to, I think, talk about how I successfully implemented a New Year's resolution last year. Because it's it's always, that's the tough part, right? It, it, it's, not, it's not to make a resolution. You can say anything you want, but then, you know, feet to the fire, crossing the threshold, whatever, you know, analogy you want to have when it's, when it's time to execute on the thing and you look back a year from now, did you do it? And for me, I, I had taken, you know, a handful of things that I wanted to prioritize and really concentrate on really because I was going into my 40th year. So now I'm 40 and you know, I, I can I can look back on on the last year, January to now, and say I I you know I, I landed my resolutions um, and I stuck to it. And one of those was, was diet, and that's the one I wanna I wanna I wanna chat about today. Is I took on a, a new diet. I went high fat, low carb. And that meant a really wholesale change of the way I had traditionally eaten and cutting out a lot of things that, that I loved. And it's really, it's really easy to uh, start on one but not finalize it. Uh, but now I'm a year in, so let's, uh, let's talk about how that all played out. So what did I what did I learn through this process? Well, I I think the the thing that I, I took away from it was the longer this isn't a surprise, but it's important I think to to reiterate. And it's the longer I did it, the easier it got. So there's a and and there's a point in which it gets hard, and you kind of have to get over that hump. And then once you do, it's it's not bad. Um, so the first little bulk of time, I was all in. I was excited about it. I was very prepared for it. Um, by prepared, I mean 
I would make these little food bags. I bought dry bags that I would take when I traveled. So I flew to Hawaii. I had a dry bag. It had an avocado. It had uh, some some you know organic cheese that I'd bought. It had some um, some kind of meat sticks again that that quality things that I had picked out from uh, from the grocery store. I had some almonds. Had all these kind of things prepared and as as time went on and I started moving into February and I had work travel again still packing this bag bringing this food with me um, shopping properly to make sure the right types of foods were at home that I could eat lots of greens lots of veggies uh, quality meats eggs uh, good like get rid of all the junk vegetable oils, replace those with avocado oils, coconut oils, uh, olive oils, paying attention to cooking temperatures based off of the oil. So is it an oil that does well with high heat? Then I would use that for certain things. Is it an oil that does, you know, better with, with no heat? Cool. I'll put that in my salad. Those types of, of really like being focused and mindful and concentrating on, on the preparedness because the preparedness was was the thing that I that I had to be because if I wasn't prepared because of how how food is set up especially at something like an airport if I wasn't prepared it was re- it would be really easy to just go do whatever I felt like uh, which which in the old Travis was I would have a, a situation of being at the airport and that would you know I, I trigger me to to eat junk food and I would get a vitamin water and a thing of Sour Patch Kids and I'd eat that on the flight or in the airport before I went but I would eat it so tons of sugar tons of worthless empty calories vegetable oils nothing good right really coming from from any of that just flavored sugary things Um, and and I would do that every time. So, and I'd done that for a decade plus, just habit, this thing. So I knew that I had to combat that. I knew I had to be ready for it. And I knew that it was important to be prepared when I got to those places. So I did that. And, and I always made sure I was prepared with, again, avocados and, you know, almonds and all these other kind of things that, that were on my list that, we're still maybe even a little bit of a treat. I'd get some 80 plus percent dark chocolate uh, as a you know as a, as a treat. Stay away from the sweet chocolates. Going to that, but again, you're at an airport, and an airport is not set up to to be healthy. Period. It's not, and it's really hard. So if you're not ready, then it puts you in a bad spot. Now, once I got through those first initial months, I found myself not not doing the the preparation as much and it was because I I got over the hump and I discussed this this feeling uh one of my other uh, other podcasts that was um why you so hangry and I discussed this idea of 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 being hangry um and how much food sort of dictated what I what I did, right? Like, okay, we're going to go pick the kids up from wherever. Uh, let's go get food afterwards or let's eat before, or I just got done running. So let's go eat or, oh my gosh, I'm going to go run first thing in the morning. So I got to get up and have breakfast ready and do this and do this and do this. And it was all around like 
food here, food here, food here, food here in these like areas. And if I don't get food, I'm going to get mad and, and, um, you know, I'm going to have whatever, a blood sugar drop and I'm going to do this or that. And after doing what I've been doing, yeah, the hangry drop, but I also didn't really appreciate sort of what, what the, the, the preparedness early on lent itself to later. So now that I'm a year into this diet, I don't, I don't have to be as prepared anymore as I used to. And that's because I've got over the hump. I got to a point where it wasn't as imperative to have to eat these things to sort of satiate the the cravings because the cravings aren't there anymore because I've removed them for the most part from my diet. Now that doesn't mean I, I still don't want a piece of pizza or a big handful of pretzels doesn't really go away I mean because those things taste good and they're they're enjoyable but it does mean that that those things are not the things I reach for most anymore you know I reach for more wholesome things I snack way less and I get a majority of my food during meals and if I am in a situation where I'm traveling or I'm I'm you know, at a dinner or at a location where I don't have the options that I want, I really have two decisions that I can make. I can just not worry about it and just eat and drink the food that is available to me and fully recognize that I'm probably going to have, you know, that sugar crash because I'm going to get this huge influx of sugar that I, I don't really do anymore. Um, or I'm going to eat a food that it makes my stomach not feel great because it's bread and it's something I haven't had in 12 months. Um, and I can deal with that. And sometimes I do just because it's a social outlet and I'm there to enjoy it. And because I'm not always eating treats, when I have a treat, it's actually a treat. So it's not the thing that I always have. A beer is a treat. You know, a, a, a slice of cake is a treat. Um, pizza is a, is a treat. It It's not an always food. And before, those things were always. They were always there and they were not, there was no limiter because, hey, I'm a runner. I burn a lot of calories. I do a lot of activity. I put myself in a position where I'm a high calorie burner. So I can eat these things and you know, it's not going to add to my waistline. Is it going to make me feel bad now that I'm off of them? Yeah. Now that I'm, I've pushed that away far enough. I I recognize that I felt bad and didn't really know it. Um, you know, so now that that's gone, when I have it, it's a treat. So the second side of that is I don't want to eat it because I'm close to a race like I am now. I can just not eat. I can fast. And that's one of the really, I'd say, cool things that I've, I've, I've now done is fasting. And, and I, I do it almost unintentionally. It's just sort of a thing that, that happens. Um, but I have this tool now in my tool chest, which is the ability not to eat, which you can 
say, well, you've always had the ability not to eat. Sure you do. But if you're a high carb person, because I was, right, not that long ago, if you're a high carb person, you're eventually going to get to the point where your stomach's growling, you, you feel really bad, and you want that food to make you feel better. And, you know, I have a limit on how long I can, I can fast for, but I can just skip a meal or I can skip two meals and it's not really a big thing anymore. Um, so that means that I've gotten more fat adapted and I've gotten, you know, more, uh, uh, reliant upon the, the food stores that my body already has. That's not just the sugar burning to be able to satiate myself, to be able to just not to not eat and that's a really powerful it's a really powerful tool to have and I didn't really recognize kind of the you know I recognized that I wasn't hangry and I recognized that I wasn't I wasn't um, as reliant on this idea of when am I gonna get food as I was before but I don't think I realized maybe how powerful that concept is and that's that if you're dieting, one of the biggest problems with with dieting is not having access to the things that fit your diet profile. And whether that diet profile is vegetarian or vegan or paleo or keto uh, or high fat, low carb or no soy, no dairy, like whatever your thing is, when you're on that, that plan that you've made for yourself, one of the biggest issues is, is that that as a, a culture and as a as a society, there those are not those are not the easy things to get. It's not easy to get really quality fresh greens everywhere you go. It's not easy to get you know grass fed uh, organic burgers or steak or chicken or in or no pesticide fruits. It's not easy to get those things because fast food in, or, or if in my world, I, I avoid vegetable oils. So I can't go out to dinner. You know, I avoid vegetable oils as much as I can. So it's hard to go out to dinner. And, and if I'm trying to be mindful and really avoid those things for any amount of time, it's hard to do that because they're in everything or you don't have access to the quality stuff that you want. So my way around that in the early part was be very prepared, have stuff with me at all times. Now that I got over the hump and I pushed myself into this, this ability to fast and, and to burn bodies on board stores, uh, I, I can just skip it and the ability to to skip a meal because the quality options are not there is far like far greater than the alternative which is always having to have those things on hand and fretting over oh my gosh I didn't prepare I didn't bring the right things with me I didn't put them in my dry bag I didn't I didn't get all that stuff ready so year in I I feel good I sleep better, my joints hurt less, I'm less sore uh, after big workouts, um, I feel like I recover 
faster. I feel like my stress is lower. I don't get hangry, so food's not running my life, so I'm less like snippy after big runs. I just have feel like I have more energy and all the dials pointed in the right in the right way for me. So, you know, I I I initially did this to avoid stomach issues, which I have not solved yet in racing, um, which I did a podcast post Bighorn, which I think all relates it back to to too much salt or taking salt in too big of of, of volume uh, at single times. So I'm 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 going to be testing that theory uh, at at Hurt Kauai here uh, in about ten days, but. The, the benefit that I got out of this diet has far outweighed the thing, the thing that I've always dealt with while, while racing to begin with. So, um, I've always had stomach issues that I've had to sort of dial in, but as a lifestyle, as a person, as Travis, not the runner, great benefits as Travis, the runner, the benefits are, I use a substantially uh, less amount of calories than I ever have before uh, through training blocks. I mean, I go out for hours on end with, you know, very minimal amounts of, of caloric intake. And that can include not eating breakfast before, right? So again, this goes back to this idea of having to have food ready, having to fill myself up, having to like plan, plan, plan for food. I can go do I just did. I did five hours uh, two weekends ago. I didn't eat breakfast because I didn't have anything around that I really felt like eating. And I did five hours on three gels. You know, it used to be two gels per hour plus a breakfast. Now I'm, and, and that was all without bonking and all without having any like highs and lows. Did I read when I was feeling low? Yeah, I did. And I would take a gel. And that gel would hold me over for about an hour before I had to worry about another one. So I was two hours into the workout before I felt like I even had to do anything. So um, that's it. New Year's resolution of changing my diet held. Not only did it hold, but I'm continuing it into this year because it just feels like the right approach for me. So hopefully you find your, uh, you find your thing, whatever that diet is, The biggest advice I can give you is be prepared and be prepared for those moments when you know it's going to be a problem. If you prepare for those moments mentally, you prepare for those moments, you know, physically by having food with you or, you know, whatever, going out and buying something right before, right before you you go to that or you eat before you go out and meet friends so that you're satiated and you take care of yourself. But the biggest thing you can do is plan and, and be prepared. And, uh, you know, get yourself on, on that path to success because there's always going to be temptation. There's always going to be, there's always going to be these things. But if you can get through those early days, that first 30, 60 days, successful, learn and, and, and be prepped and, and steal yourself for when the moment arises and be able to succeed. That's just going to keep pushing you into more success and eventually this thing that was a new year's resolution that was hard to do. That was something that took a lot of mental energy is now just a part of my life. And it's just how I do things. And and I rarely even think about it in terms of a new diet or a new, you know, whatever. It's just, it's just what I do. 
So there you go. Happy 2019.